All right, guys, what's happening? We're back again, another episode, the off-track experience. Um, now, this one, we actually did get off-track. This was probably the most off-track we've ever gotten on an episode we've done, but we've left the studio. We've uh, we've gone to a campsite just outside of Medina. I was down here for uh, the national championships on the weekend, and then afterwards, we had some free time, so I hung out for two days and did a lot of riding. Um, but while I was riding as well, I was with Connor Fearon. He was uh he was laughing with all the guys and was trying my hardest to try and stick with him, but he can fairly hook these corners. But after we did uh, a couple of days of riding, I thought we'd yeah we try and jump on a podcast and kind of talk about the week and how he was obviously able to take the national title, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, we go in depth about like the battle he's had with Troy over the years and how they've kind of both pushed themselves to kind of where they are today and how they both ended up on the World Cup podium back in 2017, and just kind of just racing in Oz in general and kind of the direction it's going and tracks and just a bit of advice to kids kind of getting into the sport and what the, what they want to do and also the struggles of kind of being a bit isolated in Australia trying to race World Cup so we touched on a lot of cool points but yeah, it's kind of a quicker one we went for 40 minutes he had, to, he had to get to dinner and I had to get to my girlfriend and kind of find my way to her place before it got too dark so we kind of they had a lot more stuff we probably could we could have touched on but we kind of just yeah smashed through it pretty quick and I think we hit a some pretty good points and yeah i hope you guys enjoy and i hope to try and bring you guys more of these i'm i'm looking forward to trying to get in into more of these once we get over to the world cups and i've kind of got a different idea of how i want to structure them and some probably shorter ones that are a bit quicker and snappier even, even in the pits and kind of more yeah like maybe like even if they're 10 to 15 minutes long but trying to get more people on and yeah hopefully keep you guys entertained and keep you enjoying them but yeah here you go guys off track experience episode 35 with connor hoy hoy <laughs> Spit some, ri- spit some rhymes into it. <laughs> Can you do testing? Or like, do you know if it's... I think it's working. Oh, okay. I actually don't really know that much about <laughs> podcasting. I might look like I do, but I actually have no idea. hope she's on. <laughs> yeah, you're just talking to it, mate. I'm pretty sure it's working. It was a bit like, do you have headphones or something? You're like, you do, nor- yeah. you do normally have um, headphones. I think it's pretty good. They're not spiking. Yeah, Can you just yeah, talk into it? Testing, testing, Medina, <laughs> National Park, Yeah, we're camping good. full. We're good. So we've just been kicked out of camp spot number one, and we're in yeah. camp spot number two. Karen came and kicked us out. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't know we we're running a real high high end podcast. Hard to get a camp spot around here. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. You think everyone'd be quite nice in Medina? Yeah, apparently not. But yeah, we're in Medina at the moment. Um, well, we're just out of Medina actually. What What would you? How would you sum up Medina? What would you if you describe it to someone? What uh, it, What it's like, or what this place is? I would say just like the best riding in Australia. Kind of not what. <laughs> we have on the mainland not what people expect is typically australian tracks like it's rainforest it kind of yeah it shits over everything doesn't it yeah it's just like the sickest terrain like they just don't get in most of the mainland so we got to jump the ditch and come over to tassie <laughs> and like it's 800 meters high mountain like you don't that's yeah it's huge you for don't really Australia. get that in Oz, no. do you? what would be like the closest thing you reckon in oz that would be similar there's not really like no because we don't have rainforest. That's the yeah. thing. Or you go up to like up towards Cairns, but it's real small still. It's like you've got yeah a hill, but there's not much there. I don't know. I guess like where you live in Bry is like steep technical terrain, but it's completely different. You're um, just blown out, dry, rocky. Yeah, it's really like no, I think nothing else. Maybe like Queensland has stuff that I've never been to that has stuff similar, but. This is know. like, yeah, one and done. Yeah, nothing where I live. That, I was going to say, I don't want to compare it to Adelaide, but Just what's Eagle it like Park, compared like, to Adelaide? Yeah, we don't have much rain, so no rainforest at home. 
Um, but yeah, we just, and how long have you been coming here for anyway? Because you've been doing this a while. When I my first year was last year, but you've already you did a few national champs and stuff here as well, didn't you? Yeah, I, I've been coming to Maidana since I was here on the opening weekend. So I think it was like four years ago, maybe. Yeah, or three years. I can't remember. But and it's a fair like hike for you to get here as well. Like it's not easy. Like what? It's like a nine hour, eight hour drive. And then yeah, it, so from Adelaide where I live to probably like nine hours to get to the ferry in Melbourne. Then you. It's like a twelve-hour ferry, so overnight or during the day. Then, what's another like five hours or four hours to get down here? Yeah, to drive once you're in Tassie. You wouldn't really do it if it wasn't worth actually coming to, though. Hey, nah. Like, where else would pull you to? Like, yeah, come I know. And ride? like it's two days, like full travel to get here, and like the ferry costs a thousand dollars. Yeah, but, but it's still worth it. Hey, oh, worth it. So <laughs> you get here, and you're like, oh, I'll do that again. Yeah. How do we um? How do we get more stuff like this on the mainland? Like, I know we need, but besides, not even rainforest, but like you need like. How do you, would you like want to get more involved in like trail building? Because I feel like this place is so good because half the people that built it are like Dan Booker, Baxter, yeah. all that. Like, I think when athletes that actually can ride build trails, yeah. it obviously makes like, like obviously the terrain's really good, but then you still need someone that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's also just like they, they were, they had the sickest terrain and they were, they went in wanting to build a really like challenging, like technical place, not just make easy tracks to, get numbers to go ride it you know and like yeah they're not trying to tend to the masses they just want the high level riders i guess like they have some green and blue tracks but most of it is pretty gnarly so mm. that's the thing like the easy ones people can still get down but yeah like i think now a lot of people make trails and they like go for like the amount of trail network yeah you now people sell like oh we have this much trail like we have how many k's of trail network but like the trail network is not that good yeah. really where it's like can't you just tell me how good your tracks are like yeah. almost get them rated in a way yeah yeah i know like there's just you want good quality tracks not just like amount of tracks but i guess Fr- frenchie the guy who started Maydean, like he just went in with a vision to mm. just make it sick and yeah He's saying as well because obviously he owns the land that he's built the track on yeah and he's pretty like he was talking to me at the after party he's like that's you can't do it otherwise. Like I think, like just say Threadbow and stuff yeah. like that. They have so much like restrictions because yeah. of national parks, and yeah. I think a lot of places have that as well. So it's like they try and do something, and then it's like, no, you can't. Like they just all get shut down. Yeah. Because you think how many how many trails do they have in Medina? Do I don't know. But I was just when you said that, I was like, man, Threadbow has been around for like twenty five years <laughs> yeah. and it has three like three tracks. three trails. Yeah. And this is. It, bum, when, it yeah. bums you out, hey. It does because you go there and you're like, I've ridden this for the last sixteen years I of know. my life. And it's like Trevor has so much potential to have really good quality bike tracks, but like we always joke about, imagine if they just lifted Medina, like yeah. put that hill at Threadbow, like yeah. you would you would literally live there, like you could, oh, you, you could base there. yourself there for yeah. like months on end. Yeah, like that's the thing about coming down here, like you want to come down here, but like you kind of also want to have a bit more going on. Like it's very yeah, it's super secluded. It's yeah. like you're in this little bubble yeah. that is Medina. You actually are just in your little Medina bubble mm. and just shredding. But yeah, like it's a shame that Threadbow don't want to. Oh, well, they can't. They That's the can't, thing. Yeah, yeah, they try to. Like, even talking to like Timmy Windshuttle, they're like, every time they would put something forward, they would just be like, shut it down. And really? it's like, yeah, really baby steps to try and get anything done. So it's just like, how do you step out of that? And and yeah, and how do you like move forward when you got national parks like kind of down your throat the whole time? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Frenchie must have had the the keys to the kingdom with Medina and. That's what he said. He can go up and do, do anything whatever he wants, want. pretty much. Yeah. Because I was even joking around. I was like, I want to come build a trail. And he's like, go for it. Yeah. It's like, you come mark it out. We'll, like, we'll help you build it. And I was like, to have that freedom. Yeah. Where Threadbow's like, you want to build it? Here's the paperwork. Or like, yeah. fill out this and yeah. like, yeah, let's do See studies. Yeah, 10 years and we yeah. approve it. 
Yeah, because there's a bit of a bummer when you like, like I actually really enjoy going to Threadboat. I just really don't enjoy riding that track. Yeah, I know. Bit of a nemesis track. Yeah. Even, yeah, <laughs> on top of that. But yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one. But. It's Australian Fort William just never changes. <laughs> yeah, year in, yeah year literally. Out. Yeah. Like that hole is going to be there next year as well. Yeah. But, um, back to Maidana. So you've just, um, you've just taken out the title. Is it, and this is yeah. your first elite, elite men's title. Yeah. I was trying to count how many times I came second place. Probably like six, six at least. I reckon. Six, yeah. yeah. Remember the time you like you finally beat Troy, but then Jack beat you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, come on. Troy's been my nemesis for like the like, I guess almost ten years of elite national champs, runners up every time. Even before that as well, though. Yeah, th- through the junior ranks, and then I get. Well, I can't remember what year, like sixteen or something. Finally beat him, but then Jack, then Jack me, so <laughs> slid in, got se- second again. <laughs> I've ever seen that. And I was kind of like, come on, Jack, just like yeah, I was like <laughs> let, give the guy a break. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, do you, like, not to take away from the win or anything, but did you feel like it's, like, a proper win because Troy crashed? Like, obviously, oh, nah, obviously nah. you won because, yeah. like, he was pushing to beat you. Yeah. And, like, that's all part of racing. But yeah. you obviously wanted to throw down a heater and, and get him that way. But Yeah, it's definitely not. It's not like quite. I did. No, yeah, like, the best rider in Australia didn't have a, a time. So Yeah, you kind of want him to throw it down. Yeah, hey? I'd love to get one of these. With him putting down a clean run one day. <laughs> it's like annoying, it eh? It's legit. like you can't yeah. even, like... Because obviously, like, you, he, like, you did win. Like, because yeah. he crashed and it wasn't, like, something freak accident happened. Like, he just obviously washed out because he was pushing too hard. Yeah. And I think your splits were, like, one, two. Like, you were yeah, going it was going to go forth, close. So, it was going to be tight. So, but it's like, I remember seeing you at the finish line and you're just like... Like, you look pumped, but you're kind of like... Like, it's not the way you want to do well. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah, I don't... Yeah. It's a weird one, isn't it? I'm happy that I got thing like it's all legit got the jersey and i can say i've done it but yeah I don't really not the way you want to do it hey yeah. you got mrs flood asking something <laughs> dropping in yeah. um, <laughs> i'm going back to pick dinner okay sweet all right so i just drop you off nah, no no i'll drive back she'll you know someone else oh okay all right some weird guys creeping around this is probably the most off-track experience i've ever podcast. fully off track yeah this is fully off track we're in the bush I've never done this before. This is all new. <laughs> oh, really? Maybe, maybe I should get. Maybe we should get him on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to come sit down and off track with friends? <laughs> off track with Connor and friends. Is he gone? Oh, yeah. He's gonna walk behind us in a second. I reckon. Really? Oh, mate, it's all right. It's not that bad. All right. So for anyone listening to this later on, there's a weird guy kind of walk past yeah. and then's obviously been tripping Shelly out and now Shelly's come and filled us in on the whole Dang. scenario. But yeah. Mm. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> Ciao. Um, yeah, like, like you said though, like he's kind of been your nemesis for like, it would be more than 10 years now though. Like yes. it's been <laughs> what? Like national, were... Troy's always been like, we both do the best run. He's always just, just in front of me. But Racing in Australia, like, I seem to sometimes be able to get him. Yeah. Because um, I remember, I think it was in Adelaide, and I. And this is funny because this was probably, like, this is one of my all-time favourite mountain biking moments, and it was, I think it was under-19s. Oh, I think yeah. Troy had beaten you at every national leading into it. Yeah. And then you qualified faster than him. I think you beat him by, like, a second or something. Like, yeah. on a fair bit on the short track. Yeah. But I just remember, like, the crowd at the bottom and the build-up, and I was like... Because it was that like kind of underdog thing, and I just yeah. remember being there like so invested in this thing. I was like, <laughs> oh, it was so sick! It was like I don't know for whatever reason it was just like 
this big build up leading into it. I think being at all the races and seeing it, I was like, damn, like he did it kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was cool to watch. I think it is cool because like nine times out of 10, Troy does beat me, but then you get the odd one. stoked when you can get one up <laughs> yeah. and like, it's not, not easy to do. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. That was probably the last time I beat him at, oh no, I beat him at the Queensland one, but yeah. The national champs, yeah, he's, it's always pretty close, but he's always just, just he's comes just, down on just top. Just there. Yeah. How do you reckon that's like, imp- like affected you guys as riders though? Because obviously that's like, you guys will head and shoulders above everyone. Like I remember you guys would come to like small races. And I think, I remember there was like one in Eildon one year. I think you were both 14 or something yeah. and you came and raced elite and I think oh, you got yeah. second and third. I think Sam Hocken won, yeah. but it was like, these are two 14 year old kids and yeah. they're just like hosing everyone. And we're like, what, like, what the hell? Like, how? like I remember, I think I would have been like 13 or something and I was racing under 15s and I was like, how do I compete with that yeah. kind of thing? Like, did that give you, was it more pressure? Like, because you guys were so quick, so young or did it make it like you weren't stressed because you were just like, it all just seemed normal just going that fast. I don't know, but I, I definitely think we, we both elevate ourselves along the way. Like coming from, we were literally racing each other in under 13s, like back in 2005. So not far off 20 years that we've <laughs> yeah. been like battling. Um, and yeah, he's just like the, the World Cups, he's always just, a, you got those like, he's ahead, like top yeah. three guy pretty much. Yeah. Or like on the podium every time, but I feel like at the national level races, like I can st- still you stick with him. A still bit more. stick with him. But yeah, like I think like he, I would say he says it says the same. Like just growing up with that battle, like pu- pushed us to to like make it to where we are. Like, yeah, you know, because I always wanted to beat him. He always wanted to beat me, and just I don't know. It's probably like two brothers that battling like yeah. their whole lives. Like it's almost like that same thing. Like yeah, lift you up constantly. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird one, is it? Because like as a kid, you would have hated it, like always yeah. just losing. But then yeah. like you probably look back and be like, "He made me go like as fast oh, as I am now." Oh, for sure. Then when like he he was a year older, so he kind of went to the World Cups first. And when he I saw him, he could do it. I was like, "Well, there's no excuse for me." Like yeah, when he became world champion. Yeah. Sorry, we have a Shelly fly Shelly flight back again. Um, can you make sure you check the windows? Oh yeah, do you get stuff out of the fridge? Like yeah. okay. And the fridge is closed and stuff. Oh. <laughs> Shelly just getting dinner prepped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you say, like it's like almost having like an older brother because mm. you just push each other the whole time. Yeah. And then like you actually realise later on, you're like, oh, hey, like I'm probably here because of you and he's probably where he is because of you. Yeah. Because like you guys grew up, like I find it funny that you got, I think was it 20, When what was the year you both ended up, he was third and you were fifth in the overall. Oh, yeah. 16 or 17. Yeah. And like... That's pretty impressive, like, too, like, because you uh, guys, especially where you grew up, like, you guys literally only have hills. Yeah. Like, it's pretty insane that, like, two kids from Adelaide are both on a World Cup podium and they literally don't ride mountains. Like, there's no mountains there. Yeah, like, that how was... how does that work? That was crazy. Like, two out of the top five in the world that year were just from <laughs> Adelaide. Like, yeah. Pretty gnarly. Yeah, when you, like, <laughs> I, anyone that hasn't been to Adelaide or know where Adelaide is, like, it's near the near the ocean in South Australia, and there's not a whole lot of riding there. Like, nah. we go and race national champs, and what's the track, like, two minutes long? Yeah. And it's pretty flat, and, like, there's not a whole lot happening. So, to produce two of the best mountain bikers in the whole world is pretty insane. Pretty gnarly. We have a lot of trail riding, but when it comes to, like, downhill runs, there's not many, and they're not over, like, for a good track, is like, <laughs> less than one minute, so. So, you're good at sprint. Yeah, you're good at sprint. <laughs> good at good sprint. Good at a little short haul. You normally do well at pretty, like, long tracks, though, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. 
you get to get like a rhythm or something. I've always struggled. Yeah. I'm more like I do well at shorter stuff. Yeah, the short punchy ones. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like I don't know. I don't know what I do. Sometimes I like I'm suited to like the gnarly tracks, but then I've never really done that well at Vardisol or yeah. So that's for the flats though. Do you reckon flats play a role? Yeah, maybe. Like the Vardisol. I I like never use flats as an excuse. Like, and I would never yeah change it. Vardisol. It is pretty hard to keep your feet on sometimes. Well, I know that's, why, that that's why Jack Moyer converted. He went oh, there. really? Yeah, he, Just went there. <laughs> he went there on his Yeti and he like blew his feet off so many times and then like destroyed his shin. So he's just like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. I think, you know, down the bottom where you kind of go off the road and then jump off? Yeah. Yeah, I think he did that, blew his foot and <sighs> then just like killed his Shindig. shins and he's just like, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm changing. <laughs> so he converted. It would change a man. That <laughs> soul on flats will change, man. Has <laughs> it changed you yet, though? Nah, stay, stay true. You're like you got to be one of the only guys now. I guess Who's the dog. Um, yeah, Brendan, you, Sam, Joe Smith, and that's probably yeah, that's like, probably the squad. I feel like the only dudes racing World Cups now is me and Brendog. Yeah, you know, Joe's and Sam's kind of moved on. They're enduring. Did you feel like you had to hold it down because of Sam? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, when I was growing up, it was Nathan, like Rennie. Kavarek Hill were like three dudes like yeah. I was like what you, yeah. this is the Australian thing to do Like that's 100% why I'd never put clips on I was listening to some video and it was talking about how like they probably ruined the careers of heaps of kids because heaps of kids were, like oh, really? wanted because I wanted to run flats as well yeah. and when I went to clips I like same kind of mindset where I'm like oh this is like yeah. I'm doing the wrong thing here but then I I just I couldn't write I realised yeah like, this flats. is actually way better and I actually rode flats the other day in um Morzine, just because I didn't have, I just don't think I had my clip shoes, so I just tried it. Yeah. And then I got a whole new respect again for people that ride flats because I yeah. couldn't keep my feet on, like, at all. I was like, I could, yeah, I don't, I don't get how you do it. It's probably just a tiny different technique. I, I don't even think, obviously, you don't think about it. It's just me, just like, you riding clips, like, yeah. It's no problem, but. Have you tried clips ever? Yeah, I raced Fort William one year on clip, like, probably not for the last six years, but I remember I did Fort William one year and I got like 12th or something. Like, I could do it. Yeah. And I think I did Valdicell one year, but never like... Didn't feel right in your soul. Just doesn't feel right. <laughs> and I just take them off like, because I don't want to... I don't. I just prefer riding in flats more. Like, I don't know why. It's just yeah, one do of it, those things. Do you enjoy like, more? Yeah. Like, did you not sleep well that night? Did you have like nightmares? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, was, I do like flats because if I'm going to crash, I like to just jump off the bike. And yeah, you just like, ba yeah. bail. You can't really do that with clips as easy, but... No, that would be a good feeling, hey? Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. Because I... Like touch wood, like I, I am pretty good at getting out of crashes pretty well. Mm. I've had some huges and been just fine because I can just yeah get off bail the bike. and roll. Yeah, yeah. There's no worse feeling than when you're going over the bars oh, and yeah. you like you feel your like legs going like around to hit you. In yeah, the head and you're like oh, you like try to jump off, but you you, you can't. You just you're not. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. That's yeah. That's like a nightmare, isn't it? It's like all in slow mo as well, and you feel it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. Flats aren't too bad when you think about it like that. Nah, but yeah, like I, that, the whole reason is just because Rennie, Kavark, and Sam. I remember like watching Earth and stuff, and they when they got first, second, third at Schladming, I was like, they're like, they're the homies, goats. Oh, that's yeah, that's crazy. Um, so we're talking about you've just like you've just gone off Kona that you're on for what 11? 11, 11 yeah, years? eleven, eleven years, I reckon. Yeah. And that was that's a fair stint. That's like yeah. for for pretty much anyone. There's like there's what normally like four or five years is like the probably the yeah. like average kind of stint yeah, for most things. 
but you've gone to Forbidden now. You've yeah. had it. What is what's what's the gang they're called or the club? Oh, the synthesis. No, no, no. The, oh, the dread. No- <laughs> oh, dread, no- <laughs> dread. So our board. crew, we're traveling with around here. Like we all have dread. Forbidden dreadnoughts. Yeah. So we've been just the dreadnaughty boys <laughs> and girl. The, and girl. I like yeah. the and girl just added to it, even yeah. though she's not on one yet. Yeah. When, she, when she does come on one. Yeah. Because um, cause Timmy's not actually on the team, like the proper team. Like, no, nah, so I remember this is actually funny because last year we were, I was speaking to Timmy and, and we are like, man, if we were just going to buy a bike, I'd, I reckon we'll get for, I'd buy Forbidden. And he was like, yeah, I reckon too. And then like quite soon after that, Timmy just bought one because, like, he he obviously wasn't on a team, and yeah, so he he actually did buy one. He's like, yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty good advertising to just go like I know. out of your way to go and buy. I that. know, yeah. Like he was like, I don't want to be like, I guess in Australia being sponsored by a rider, you might get a free bike or you have to give it back. So for someone like Timmy, he was just like, I'll just buy my own bike and I can ride whatever I want. No, that's yeah, that's. <laughs> so he got it. And he was like, yeah, it's really sick. So. Did you um, ride? Did you ride his, or did you ride one before you actually got? No, I never rode one. I, I just. Um, I've heard a lot of good reviews. Yeah, like, they are like obviously I'm going to say they're sick, but they truly are like believe the hype. Yeah. Um. So when the I heard things of like maybe a World Cup downhill team starting and like there was a possibility they wanted me, like it was all I was pretty stoked and just did everything I could to make it happen. Really. Did you feel like you needed a change? Like after. Yeah, hundred percent. For the last for the last few years, like racing World Cups, I've been just not mentally there or wanting to do it. Or I've never been in the start gate feeling like stoked or confident. From, yeah. And like I don't know. I think that's just nothing wrong with current like what current team was doing. But I just ran out of steam being on the yeah the same the same yeah. thing like year in year out for. 11 years. Well, you look at like, even someone like Anderson, like Jason Anderson now, like he's just gone to Cowie and he's like yeah. obviously like winning again. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was doing badly, but like yeah. you could just tell it was like, he just didn't even look like he had the same enthusiasm, like yeah. how he rode. Yeah. And I think it's like, yeah, people do need that refresh and like, because you're still working with like the same people. Like you're still yeah. with Matty DePal, you still got yeah. Ant Manager Mechanics. So it's not like a huge change, but obviously it's like enough to like make you keen on racing and riding again. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, I've seen people from like all sports and disciplines change team and they just start excelling again because the change just really yeah. like gets them motivated and keen to do well again so like i was pretty confident that would happen and it has like even just racing cannonball in here like i i, c- I can't remember like being this like re- just feeling good for the race and stoked and wanting to throw down a run so i'm i'm looking forward looking forward to the year ahead and I think it's going to be good yeah it's easy to fall out of that isn't it like especially like we were saying mm. before like you do the same tracks the same things like you get on a bit of like it's just a bit of repeat like over and over again yeah. and sometimes it's like you do need something to like kind of throw a spanner in the works yeah, and, sure. and give you like a new challenge and stuff like that yeah or else it just gets a bit repetitive and it just snowballs like you you're not happy to have a bad race and then you're even less happy yeah so like I was just like yeah stressing going to every race and just not feeling like I could do my best, but did you also feel like because I've kind of been in those headspaces before where it's like you're not really that happy when you do well, but then you're yeah. like you're really bummed when you don't yeah. do well. It's like this kind of double edged sword where it's like I do well and I'm not pumped, or I do shit and then I'm really bummed, and it's yeah. kind of like why am I doing it in a way? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like the the whole last couple of years, I guess with the COVID and everything, like I just. Didn't, yeah, I was getting no enjoyment out of racing, really. Like, even in the the places I'd have good results, I was just like, eh, 
still got to go to the next one and hope <laughs> I can do this good again or whatever. Yeah. It's just hard. But yeah, like the change has been so good for me. And I'm, I actually am excited for the World Cups to start to see like what I can do because I'm confident and yeah, yeah, time will tell. Yeah. And obviously in the past when you've been that way, it's like you can see like the results have come. Like, yeah. You were like, obviously you've, You've got a second. You've got what? What are the other like? Because you had that year, that twenty seventeen year. You were just pretty much top ten, pretty much most. Yeah, rounds, I remember so. there was like a, I think yeah, that year like two thousand seventeen. I was like really almost top ten. Like, if I think it was like ten races where I was like twice out of the top ten or something yeah. in a row, and I was like, you're getting that rhythm and everything works yeah. well and it's easy, and you're like, oh, this is yeah. the best job ever. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it is. You, you honestly feel like you can, and when you do, like it was the kind of headspace, I'd qualify like twentieth, and I'd be like what's going on but yeah. <laughs> like last year I would have been so happy to qualify 20th and yeah. I was like how was I doing that like yeah. those couple of years ago but it's just all it is I think at that level like just mental like you just can't if you're not into it or confident there's like no way you can compete with those guys like, yeah when you're hungry to actually do well and you yeah. kind of know what it's like to feel like that so when you're not in that headspace it's like because yeah. you don't want to push that edge yeah because it's almost like why would I push that edge when the the prize I get for pushing that edge and it working isn't that good. Yeah. And if I do it and it doesn't work out, then you get injured or something goes wrong and then it's it's really bad. So it's yeah. like, yeah, that it's almost just yeah, you need that motivation to actually push it yeah, push it like yeah. that. And it's a hard thing to find sometimes, hey. It is. Like, like I feel like last year I was just the only motivation was I didn't want to let sponsors who are paying me down. Like yeah. I was like, I, I need to do well because these guys are paying for me to yeah. be here and I don't want to let them down. But it's not from internal. But that's not enough to like yeah. do it. Like you need to fully want to do it and be committed and just wasn't there, but now it is. So. Do you think a lot of that as well is because you'd obviously train a lot by yourself in Adelaide. Yeah. Do you find, because that bums me out when I'm like at home and it's like, all right, I'm about to go like for a trail ride for two hours by myself, then get back and then do a gym workout by myself and then do downhill laps by myself. And it's like yeah. very like isolating kind of sport in that sense when you don't like yeah. you see people in Europe and America and they're always right with their buddies yeah, and they're they training are. and it's like yeah. it's like you guys are actually like a team where over here it's like because everyone like fast in Oz is pretty separate yeah. like, and it's like kind of hard to yeah actually connect up with people so I feel like it's like you're doing this solo job by yourself and it's like you lose a lot of connection with people I feel yeah. like that makes it tricky I do like what you said like it's you kind of watch Supercross and they're with their team all, all week training and then same with like the teams in Europe, they're doing all these team camps yeah. and like us in Australia, we're just kind of like on our own. Yeah, you by yourself. Just yeah. like ch- trying to get it done and then I have the days where you're like stoked to go out and ride and you're like motivated to go to the gym but then some days you are just by yourself and just like grinding it out but yeah, it's all part of it. Like we have the option to move to Europe if you want but we don't I, wanna, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do either. that. But like imagine if you come to Medina and you had like two of your teammates here and mechan- like two mechanics yeah. and you're doing times and stuff like yeah. you'd be like this is sick like this is way more enjoyable than like me just like yeah grinding yeah. it out by myself and like it's hard because like if you're doing runs and you don't have other people around you that are fast you're literally just riding by yourself yeah I and then it gets so. sketchy as well because it's like well if I crash you or can't something, push the edge when you're yeah no one's yourself. there yeah. yeah like I know when me and Jack were teammates and we would do like go riding together I was like I really want to race I really want to yeah. push myself and then when I'm just by myself I'm like alright another run by myself I yeah. probably can't ride tap because if i crash i'm gonna be by myself for yeah. long, until someone like that my shuttle driver comes and finds me yeah. and that's like how long is that gonna be so yeah. yeah i think it like it does make you slow down a bit which is yeah it's just i think i think just being australian is just makes yeah i edge. think that's just part of it and like i guess we have a couple races like we're at now like i think that's what can get us through a lot of the times like having the off-season races because mm. i know like the last two weeks is pretty much that'll be the prep for me like going into the world cups like 
And I guess like I've always just not ridden too much down on the off season and as the season goes on and I'm with a team overseas, like build with, up the, a with a team, it can like build up and kind of progress as the season goes, which is not ideal, but I guess when you're living down in Australia, like mm. it's kind of what you've got to deal with. Do you just like bail on the downhill bike for a fair while when you get home? Like are you just like, I'm yeah. not going to touch that for a few I months? honestly like pretty much don't ride downhill at home and just save it for, <laughs> There's for not trips much away. Like, it's just a mi- like the tracks I've ridden so much. And I've always, like I ride my trail bike, like, my dreadnought every single day pretty much like mm. um for training because i want to as well but i'm kind of believe that like if i ride that it all transfers over like like i i probably have ridden a downhill bike like i don't know like it since went... Va- since Valdez like three times maybe since the cannonball race yeah so like in five months or whatever like just a couple times and well it does transfer over just like... after a day i was like felt fine on the downhill bike and it's not like my skills have gone. Like I've been yeah. riding my trail bike every day, and yeah. So I think that's maybe something. I guess if you're like a Danny Hart who just does downhill runs like all the time, yeah. like he wouldn't think that's good enough. But you're different people, kind yeah. of, yeah. But as well with like your current downhill bike, is your trail bike kind of beefed up a bit? Anyway, yeah, it, it is. So like, is it just you put different? Do you have a different linkage, or is it just a stock one? Yeah. Or? So it doesn't have any more travel. I just have this. On my the downhill bike setup, I have it as a mullet with a boxer, um, but it's still only 154 mil travel on the back and a 180 boxer with a mullet rear end um, compared to the one that's set up as an enduro bike, which is 29.29 with just like a 170 mil zeb. Um, but so surprisingly, they f- like they do feel really different. Like the downhill feel bike like feels like a downhill, like a downhill bike, just yeah. like kind of stiff. Like it doesn't even feel like it has that much less travel just i made it really stiff so it doesn't bottom out yeah. on the gnarlier tracks but it feels it feels like pretty awesome especially for australia where it's not the tracks are kind of like 75 percent as gnarly as like a world yeah. cup like as much as australian bike like yeah it pretty Australia. much is yeah people are like oh man you're riding a trail bike i'm like this is probably <laughs> better than like yeah. the other guys riding downhill bikes down this track yeah besides like a few like a few sections even like cannibal like there'd be a couple that you like or maybe a little bit more travel would be good, but on the whole, like yeah. that, that's like especially at the bottom, like you go so yeah. quick down the bottom there. Oh yeah, I reckon it can, Cannibal, which is like a five minute run. There was probably like thirty seconds of track where I would have liked a full <laughs> downhill bike. Yeah, and the rest was sick. Even the thing with that, like you probably wouldn't be going that much slower; it'd just be rougher. Yeah, it's just rougher, and you yeah. just gotta, you can hold on to it. But um, so I'll be riding that at Lords before the downhill bike comes, and I'm not even really that worried. Like like you said, it might be a bit rough in some spots in but I don't think it's gonna be too much slower, like even at Lords, like which is a pretty gnarly World Cup track, but mm. I'm just so stoked on the bike, like Yeah. I think good. it's gonna be fine, yeah. And are you gonna race all the World Cups this year or like are you racing some Enduros and some World Cups? Yeah, I'm so the I'm just focusing on the World Cups, like full World Cup series, but I think I've entered for like Whistler Crankworks and just yeah. the Whistler and EWS or whatever. Um yeah. just 'cause I'm there and It'll be a bit of fun, like training or whatever. So, but not really focusing on the EWS. Just yeah. do it because I'm there. But yeah, make a bit of a World Cup comeback, which I'm pretty pretty. Because that was kind of like you were kind of going towards that direction. Hey, more focus yeah. on them, and then you've kind of like yeah, you've kind of come back. Because I did it. Well, I did one. And it was like it was good, but it's kind of it's not the same, is it? It's like not no. the same atmosphere or build up. Like obviously, you don't have to quite risk your life as much, but you kind of also don't get the. I don't know. It wasn't exci- it's that not exciting. It's not. Yeah, it's like you don't ever feel like what you feel when you 
do a really good World Cup downhill run. <laughs> yeah. Like you just never feel that at an enduro. Like there's no climax because no. it's just not the same. And No, if you qualify second and you're like second down and the crowd's at the bottom and you've yeah. got that build up in the start gate and you're on a good run and yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like no one really knows who won, like even when everyone's finished until you like look at the results. and Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you're just not on the, the like on the edge of crashing pretty much like the whole, yeah. whole way down like just the the world cup is a lot more stressful because the ews it's kind of fun because you you're like yeah i don't know where i'm going like <laughs> might crash crash don't worry you just got to do a lot of pedaling and but the world cup you're like sitting there like oh this is going to be gnarly like, <laughs> like you don't know i could crash I yeah know. like but it's like it happened like it's not you crash, but it doesn't. It's not ruining your day like it does yeah. at a World Cup. Like, well, you can still kind of recover, and then like, yeah, you exactly. probably drop it down a bit, but you can still like win some stages, yeah. like get some. Like, it still works out pretty. Yeah, well. and it's probably not going to change your position over like half an hour of racing, like, mm. like a World Cup. Yeah, it's just so it's, it's over, it is yeah. so stressful. But like the fit, like even like national champs, you're like, ah, oh, this is kind of gnarly. And then like I did really good, so I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like and you. But I feel like you can't do anything without, like, anything you want to achieve that's good. You're going to have that stress of it failing. Yeah, 100%. That's what makes it so good. Like, yeah. everything comes together. Otherwise. If you didn't care, like, yeah. that's like you were saying before, like, you kind of stop caring. And then yeah. if you don't care, like, you kind of, even if you do well, you don't care. Yeah. It's like you need that worry yeah. to kind of, like, push you and motivate you. Yeah. Because like you said today, like, when we were talking about um, how you how you said, like, you can only do your best. Yeah, and like yeah, I think you got to put that in your mind, like especially to, like you're gonna get nervous, but like you yeah. can only do your best, really. And yeah. if your best isn't good enough, or well, like you kind of you gave it everything, but yeah. obviously sometimes it can be the best kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, like it's funny. It's taken me so long to just. People have always said to me like, just do your best, and like I don't know you, you think it, but you just always you compare yourself to others. But just like I guess getting older and maturing, like now I can just I can sit up there and like I'm I'm nervous still, but not like nervous as I used to get, like wanting to beat these guys or whatever it's like mm. all you can do in downhill you're not racing other people like motocross like all you can do is your best yeah. like you, yeah no one's gonna take you out nothing yeah. like yeah nothing crazy like that's gonna happen it's yeah. like you gotta throw down yeah it's just yeah so like I feel, I feel like I'm in a good place now like I used to get so so nervous and you used to not be able to eat like breakfast like get yeah it's like the whole day and like just act absolutely hating it then I guess some like at the world cup sometimes you go quite a long time without getting a result that you want to get and <laughs> yeah. like they just kind of snowballs like what's the point yeah. yeah yeah they can go either direction pretty easily can't it yeah how um how much longer do you reckon I hate asking this question but how how much longer do you reckon you're going to keep doing it for or do you reckon you like you might do the thing where you kind of go back into enduro or down like like what what like what do you reckon that, like obviously it's hard to put like an end date on it because you could have yeah. a fucking awesome year but yeah. like do you see yourself doing it for like another 10 years or something or you just kind of yeah. just wait and see I don't reckon 10 years like 28 now I can't I like I don't like traveling for as long as it takes from Australia like I think it's a terribly different game for someone living in Australia to race world cups or New Zealand or whatever mm. compared to like Europeans where they like most races are in Europe and they can go home a lot and traveling's easier they're not in a different like it's a different world for us like different yeah. languages and all that stuff so that kind of bothers me like if if there was like a national series where we could make money like i'd be doing that for as long <laughs> yeah. as i could but that's not the case that's well, like everyone always compares it's like us to motocross but i'm like yeah but they they're in their country every like every round's in their country they fly home after every race i'm yeah. like 
yeah, you've got more rounds and it's pretty hectic, but also you go sleep in your bed half the time yeah. where it's like we do four months to Dent. And yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do that. If I could race a national series and fly in. And their races are kind of like two days long. Like they rock up, they do a press yeah. day, and then it's all in one night. But, but our races, it's like you get there Tuesday, like go to South of Pits, walk the track, then th- three full days of like yeah. doing practice and racing. Like the Supercross thing is like you can't really compare it just because, yeah, they can. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's a different animal completely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like the amount of just stress going country to country as well or yeah. like yeah it makes it so much harder it's like you're in america like the food doesn't change the language yeah. doesn't change the people don't really change that much like when we go just say like italy and then canada and then america and then yeah. back to like sweden or something it's like what it's like yeah. yeah it's a bit of a trip and that's like it's just being away from home i think you kind of get to a certain age where like mm. you're obviously frothy lawn pretty hard so yeah like, like something you don't want to be away from so like, like in the first few years where i'm just living at home and like flying out and like yep where are we going? But now it's like, yeah, you got your own house and yeah, it's just like leaving for f- f- four or five months every year is like pretty, pretty hard. But, mm. um, now nah, for, for like the next two, two years I'm committed and if it goes well, then I'll keep going. See, but you see what happens. like you were saying today, like I don't, I'm not going to stick around after my racing career is done and like try to get a job as a team manager or yeah, coach just... or whatever. I'm just going to ride. I know like when I'm done, I'm just going to ride my bike for fun and yeah. I don't need step to make away a for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like well, that's what I think I'll do. I think whatever. I'll I'll just completely step away for a little bit. I think maybe like come back and do bits and pieces here, but I think you almost like you just need to. It's almost like that change, like from a different yeah. bike brand. Like you just need to get away from it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I love when I miss riding my bike. Like yeah, after, it's awesome. Yeah, when you haven't ride, like you've just finished a World Cup season, you don't touch it for a few months, and yep. you actually like I actually want to go ride. Yeah, and I hate the feeling of when you don't want to ride and you have to ride. I feel yep. like that's it's like this internal battle with yourself that you've like got to do something that you do love but yeah when you've done it every day for like the last week and you've been pushing yourself like i don't want to look at that yeah that thing anymore yep mm. what do you think what do you think you would be doing if you weren't racing though when you stop i honestly have no idea but i've always just landed on my feet with like whatever happens so i'm kind of like go with the flow if something will happen yeah i'll get a cool job doing Drink. something cool i don't know look after the lawn on the golf course or something <laughs> like, so you're groundskeeper just, yeah groundskeeper or do you reckon you would uh, like race motocross, like even just like enduro motocross or something like that? Because I know you do that a heap. Anyway. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like obviously not doing good enough to make it my job, but um, just yeah, just for a it's hobby. just fun. Yeah, like I like the enduro moto, like motocross. Motocross is kind of gnarly because I don't want to get taken out and. Yeah, I don't think I'd do the motocross thing. Yeah, I do the enduro though. Yeah, like, I've, I raced a couple of the enduros and like it's so fun. Like it doesn't look as cool as motocross, but like it's actually really awesome to do it. Yeah, like, just. To, bit more it's it's actually really gnarly so would you go solo or pony express i do whatever i can like the i think like there's heaps of races going on in australia like like pony express style races like enduros or desert racing or whatever like maybe do fink one year tick it off the bucket list yeah for those that don't know it's just like desert race that's like I don't it's know probably the biggest it. australian it's like, like 300k's one way something like that yeah yeah that'd just be like yeah bucket list kind of thing yeah i think it'd just be challenging how you just like push yourself in a different way yeah yeah it would just be now it'd be interesting as well because like you know like we obviously ride motocross just because it's like for a hobby and kind of fun but yeah. you never actually like i wonder if you started actually doing and weren't racing bikes whether you'd get like kind of invested in it the same way like yeah. you kind of get obsessed by it in a way yeah because like obviously you've got that kind of mind where it's like you can push yourself to like yeah. become really good at something so it's like if that was your focus you'd be like Obviously, got the racing bug a little bit as well. Like, how how deep into it would you go? I reckon, like, because well, don't 
they say you need like a thousand hours to be good at sport and like is it ten thousand hours? Ten thousand hours 10, and like my my motocross bike has got like sixty hours in like three years and the, <laughs> the bike I had before that had like sixty hours yeah. for another three years. So like I'm only at 120 years for like the last <laughs> six years. Like, <laughs> You're racking them up. <laughs> yeah. So I need to do a lot more. Yeah. But and the hours like I'm like not a good motocross rider, but like a B grade, I'd say, or whatever, like local B grade kind of guy. But mm. yeah, if you did, if you could do like, I would probably spend like 20 hours on a bike in a week. Like, if yeah. I could do that on a motocross bike, I reckon I'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you ever know, like, when you ride like kind of consistently, yeah, like you do, you feel your skills do improve a fair yeah, 100%. bit. Yeah, percent. But then it's always like, all right, back to racing mountain bikes. And yeah. Then you step away for a few months, and then it's like, I feel like it's always like a fresh slate. Yeah. It's like you get to this stage where you're like, I'm riding pretty good now, and then yeah. it's like you won't ride for weeks or months. For like then... five, you pretty much don't ride. For, I don't ride for like five months yeah, while the season is going on. Cause... Yeah. And then you come back, you're like, all right, let's start again. Yeah. And then we got to build back up. Yeah, it's a shame because I love it so much, but yeah, it's something you gotta. Even like in the middle of the season, oh, I don't want to risk getting hurt, so leave the yeah. cross bike in the shed for a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, last well, last question, I'll let you go so you can go have dinner. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you had one bit of advice to give to someone getting into the sport, what do you reckon it would be? Whether it could be a kid or an old guy, anything like someone coming in that you'd be like, there's probably not, just, could be like either racing, maybe in, just in racing and maybe in riding in both. Like, Yeah. Um, I Well, one bit of advice I always tell you was like, like with the flat pedal thing, people think that like putting on clips is just part of progressing in mountain bike. And I just say it's it's not like if you, there's no reason why you have to ride clips. Like there's probably some advantages for racing, but don't feel like you have to, like you see, I see some people like just struggling with clips. And I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah, you don't have no to do point. that. Yeah. And then, and then for someone like maybe a kid getting into racing, especially as a kid, I would just say, just, just keep having fun at least to you in the under 19s category. And then set your goals. Like, I want to make the junior team, so I need to be, like, the kind of top five, whatever, in the mm. in the races and just work out there. But pick kids who are, like, in under 15s and under 17s. Like, there's n- I don't see the point of, look, like, looking at the bigger picture when you're that young. Like, yeah. Just keep just having fun. Just have fun, enjoy it, yeah. Like, I feel like that's – I always – I just rode for fun and it ended up pretty good for me, so. Yeah. I think a lot of kids, like, you, ha- you always have kids that are like, how do I get sponsored? How yeah. do I get sponsored? And I was like – why is that your first concern? Like, yeah. wouldn't you rather just be like, how do I have fun and like, how do I like get better at riding my bike? Not like, how do I get sponsored? Because yeah. like that comes. It's like, if you're yeah. good at riding your bike, someone will come find you. Yeah, like, that is pretty much it. Like, if you're if you're good enough, you don't need to do anything. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's like the whole thing. It's like when you're searching for something, it looks real obvious. But when you're not, it's like that's almost more attractive to people because yeah. you're just being yourself and having yeah. fun. And that's the person that people want to yeah, sponsor. 100%. The kid that's like, he's just doing him. Yeah. Yeah, if you see a kid that's constantly like, can I have tires or can I have this? Yeah. It's just like, it's pretty off-putting. But if you're just yeah. the kid that's like having fun with the smile and yeah, 100%. <laughs> doing well with your butt, like doing stuff with your buddies that are cool, it's like, oh, that that kid, like that kid's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, sick. All right, dude. Well, thank you for doing this. I'm That's gonna, right. I'm short and sharp. Short and sharp. Get it done. Yeah. You guys can go have dinner. I can go see my girlfriend. Yeah, good chat. <laughs> sick. All right, mate. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this thing's pretty... This is the S as well. It's handy, hey?